Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 1 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Notice, men, notice how the first few chapters of Proverbs begin. They begin in a similar way. Hear, son, your father's instruction. Proverbs 1 and verse 8. Listen to Proverbs 2 and verse 1. My son, if you receive my words. Listen to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart... Keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace. They will add to you. Listen to Proverbs 4, 1. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction. Be attentive that you may gain insight. Um, that's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. Proverbs 5, 1. My son, be attentive to wisdom. Proverbs 6. My son, if you put up security for a neighbor, my son... Verse 20, chapter 6, my son, keep your father's commandments. It's chapter 7, my son, keep my words, treasure my commandments with you. Over and over again in the book of Proverbs, you have a, a strong hint about the roles of a man. What does it mean to be a man? We've established these things so far from Genesis 1, 2, and 3. What does it mean to be a man? Number one, a man is a lord of the earth. He's a lord of the earth. He has a jurisdiction. He has a domain. He has a dominion. In that dominion, he's to make life flourish. So he's a husbandman or farmer, tills the soil. Adam was told to till and keep the garden. So a man is one who has responsibility for a chunk of the earth to bring it into obedience to God. And a man has a responsibility to make life flourish in that dominion, Genesis chapter 2. He is a husbandman, the Lord of the earth, husbandman, chapter 3. He's his savior. Um, Satan enters the garden, tempts Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3, and a man is is expected to withstand evil in the area where he's trying to make life flourish. So what does it mean to be a man? We've established these three things in the past three podcasts. One, it means to be a lord of the earth. Two, it means to be a husbandman or farmer. Three, it means to be a savior, to be dangerous to the enemy, to know how to deal with sin, Satan, and demons. Uh, And this brings us then to the fourth one, strongly implied and taught throughout Scripture, is that a man is expected to know God in such a way to, to, that he has knowledge and understanding and wisdom in the fear of the Lord. It's helpful to think of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, which are things that are featured there in Proverbs. It's helpful to think about those things as a man. Like It helps me to think like the elements of inductive Bible study that they taught me when I was a student at Moody Bible Institute. Inductive Bible study is observation, interpretation, application. Think of this. Observation, that's knowledge. Interpretation, in other words, what does it say? 
What does it mean? What does it mean to me? Observation, interpretation, application. What does it say? What does it mean? What does it mean to me? Observation, what does it say? Interpretation, what does it mean? Application, what does it mean to me? That's knowledge, understanding, wisdom. So if you understand what I'm saying, a man should have knowledge, especially knowledge of the truth of God. That's what does it say. And he should say, what does it mean? You should have understanding. Uh, that would be um, the, the second of the elements of inductive Bible study, observation, interpretation. That's the understanding. What does it mean? And what does it mean to me is the third thing, um, the, the third element of inductive Bible study. What does it mean to me? That's wisdom. That's what the Bible calls wisdom. Now, here's what the Proverbs says. That knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. What does it say? What does it mean? What does it mean to me? These, uh, these, these only function when a person f- recognizes that he answers to God, that God is the judge of all people. And so to gather wisdom and then to try to have understand, or to, I'm sorry, to gather information, to gather truth, and then and then try to understand it and apply it without the fear of the Lord is folly, is foolishness. But to have the fear of the Lord, to recognize, for a man to recognize that that moment by moment throughout his life and all throughout eternity, and when eternity, when, come, when life comes to an end, he stands before God and he answers uh, to God. This one has the fear of the Lord. So the knowledge... <coughs> Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom only function and work in, in when a man has the fear of the Lord. So when you put that all together, you have, you have a composite of, of this fourth thing it means to be a man, to be a Lord of the earth, and to be a husbandman, and to be a savior. When a man is faithful at those things, when a man finds in Christ, in the, the, in the righteousness of Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit, the, the uh, ability to get knowledge and understanding and wisdom in the fear of the Lord, then there will inevitably be those who come to him to seek wisdom, to, to understand life. Uh, to learn things. So a man is a sage. Uh, Bill Mauser used that term, sage, uh, for this fourth thing it means to be a man on the five aspects of biblical masculinity. A man should be a husband, a, a, a lord of the earth, a husbandman, a savior, and a sage. So again, to review these, to think about those in, in review. Uh, when you think about what does it mean to be a man, think what are my responsibilities? What is in my dominion? What is in my jurisdiction? And is life, am I doing what I can to make life flourish in that dominion? And then thirdly, am I a danger to evil? Am I resisting evil? Am I knowledgeable and experienced in resisting evil within that dominion? And then do I bring God's truth to that in the fear of the Lord? so that there's knowledge and understanding and wisdom in the fear of the Lord 
within the area that I have responsibility. Obviously, for a man to be wise, he has to have experience in applying wisdom and understanding, or applying knowledge and understanding and wisdom in the fear of the Lord. And as he experiences that, as he lives from day to day studying God's word, hearing God's word, believing God's word, trusting God's word, and obeying God's word, he gains wisdom, and people see that in him, and they inquire, or he has teaching responsibilities. He has uh, a responsibility to be an example, and in so doing, he's actually gaining age, and then obviously he becomes what God wants a man to become, a sage, a wise, a person that can be seen as a repository of wisdom. And there you have it. You know, who are the men in your life that you can count on who have made a study of God's truth and they have made a practice of applying God's truth and you notice the fruit of it in their lives? They're usually they have a growing dominion or jurisdiction. They are m- making good things flourish within their jurisdiction. They're a danger to evil in their jurisdiction. What do you want to do? You want to follow them around and you want to say, tell me how you did what you did. So yesterday I talked with Chris, my friend, Chris Peoples. He has a lot of skills and He's a pastor not far from here. And we I happen to talk to him. Well, it's the spring of the year. And I happen to know that Chris is a, um, he has a hobby of uh, growing grass, <laughs> growing a lawn. There we are back about growing grass again. Grow, uh, growing a lawn, tending a lawn. I mean, his lawn is lush and green and beautiful. And because he's experienced at that, he's knowledgeable and wise about that, I asked him yesterday. I got a patch that I scraped off with my with my plow this winter in my haste to remove the snow. What am I going to do about that? He gave me, he had wisdom, he had knowledge, he had understanding. He also had the fear of the Lord. He was able to tell me how to take care of that. There are men in our church who, you know, I have my tractor, my, my uh, little John Deere tractor, uh, that I tend to things around here with. It's an important piece of equipment to manage uh, my, the physical jurisdiction around here. And there are men in my church that know how to care for mechanical things. They're really good at it. Those guys I call, I pick their brain. They tell me, they help me understand what to do, how to sharpen my blades and how to change my oil and how to, how to check the hydraulic fluid and, and make sure that... Things are functioning, and my equipment is going to last, Lord willing, till Jesus comes back, and that I can tend to Bittersweet Farm with good equipment. I find men who have knowledge. I find men who have understanding. I find men who have wisdom, and I find men who have the fear of the Lord. I think you get it, and that guy is a sage. He's a little older than me, a little further down the road. Somebody said this, and I think uh, maybe it was Howard Hendricks that I first heard say this many years ago. I found it to be really helpful. Every man should have in his life a a Paul and a Barnabas and a Timothy. A Paul would be one that's further down the road that teaches him uh, things he needs to learn. A Timothy would be one that's maybe uh, following him 
learning from him. And a Barnabas, Barnabas in Scripture was the son of encouragement. He was the uh, the one who encouraged people wherever he went. Uh, if I have a trail name, I want it to be Barnabas. But everybody needs a Paul, somebody out ahead of them that they're following, a Timothy, somebody that they're training, and a Barnabas, somebody that they know that they can count on for encouragement. And I suppose that means that every man to somebody should be a Paul, should be a Timothy, and should be a Barnabas. It would be wise to do that. You would be considered a sage, a wise man. So next time, I will talk to you about that fifth thing that Bill Mauser said it means to be a man. We find that in the, in the mysterious and enigmatic passage in 1 Corinthians. Uh, what does it mean uh, th- that um, Christ is the head of a man and the, and the man is the head of the woman? There's a, there is a special meaning in that. That's what we'll explore next week in, in our next episode of the podcast on Ken Pierpont's Podcast for Men. Lack of a better title. Still looking for a good title. I've we've had some suggestions. I'm open to some more. You got a suggestion for the name of our podcast within a few weeks? We probably should give it its permanent name, but it's going by Ken Pierpont's Podcast for Men right now. Next week we'll talk about the fifth of the elements of of the of being a man. And I hope that uh, you're finding these helpful and that uh, you'll spend your life applying them and teaching them to others. Until then, well, I guess I just should say, be a man. <laughs>